the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live and... I don't get to say this very often. Welcome to our listeners in Washington, D.C. Occasionally, Don Crow uh, leaves the microphone for a day or two, and I have the privilege of sitting in for him while continuing to do my program, Bob Bernie Live, in Columbus, Ohio. So welcome to our Columbus listeners. Welcome to our Washington, D.C. listeners WRFD in Columbus, WAVA in Washington, D.C., wherever you are listening. Welcome, and thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. And here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483, which, yes, works anywhere in the continental United States. The last time I checked, Washington, D.C. is... Still part of the the United States. Yes, in fact, absolutely. And I've got a whole bunch of other things to share with you, but I've got Paul in uh, Grove City, Ohio, that uh, wants to discuss, I think, the difference between complementarianism and egalitarianism. Paul, welcome. Thanks for calling. Hey, buddy. Hey, Paul. Bob, I get to talk to him before the big day. Well, and I and I won't be here Friday. You usually call in on Fridays, and we're off on Friday. It's a holiday for us. Yeah, good for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what what's on your mind, Paul? Hey, uh, I'm glad you brought this up, Bob, because uh, I, you know, I need you to explain a little better. But I think. Isn't it something Hank Hanagram, the Bible answer man, has done, too? Or do you know anything about that? Well, well yes. Hank Hanagraph became Anglican as well. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I honestly, and, and hey, we, have, we may have Anglicans in our audience. And if you're a Bible-believing Anglican, I am so glad you are there. But it, is, right. it is difficult for me to understand jumping from an evangelical Baptist or brethren, jumping over to Anglican, first first because of the, the liturgy. Uh, most evangelical churches are kind of loose on liturgical things. Uh, the Anglicans are very, very, very liturgical. Many Lutheran churches are very, very liturgical. Uh, I have preached several times in the last few months at a Bible-believing Lutheran church, and they're very liturgical. It's very unlike my background, but but I understand it. But there are just such vast differences in the mode of worship, the manner of worship, 
Um, but then with with the Anglican thing, particularly when it comes to the Eucharist, because then you get into things that impact salvation, forgiveness of sins, and so forth. And this church that Beth Moore has identified with clearly believes that your sins are forgiven when you gather around the communion, the Eucharistic table, which is a doctrine that any evangelical I know rejects. Your sins are forgiven because you go directly to Jesus Christ and you ask for your sins to be forgiven, not in the the taking of communion. Wow. Yeah, because, man, Bob, I'm, yeah, I was really, like, confused as far as what it... What and, and you it know what? One of my listeners one of my listeners just said that Hanegraaff is Eastern Orthodox, and I believe he's correct. I think that's correct, that he's Eastern Orthodox and not Anglican. And to John, who just wrote, thank you for the correction, it's been, I don't know, two or three years ago since Hanegraaff made that jump, and I had forgotten. And he, he mentioned that there was a mention in the story I read on it, though, about the Eucharist, Bob. And I'm like kind of blank about the Eucharist until you just explained a little bit about it. But I guess. Well, and and to be much. honest, to be honest, I am in no way prepared to tell you what the Eastern Orthodox believe about the Eucharist. But the difference there is there are three basic theories theological theories or interpretations concerning communion, the Lord's table. Transubstantiation is the teaching of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church believes that once the priest blesses the bread and the wine, the bread and the wine literally, and I mean literally become the actual body and blood of Jesus. So therefore, when you are taking the Eucharist, you are literally receiving Christ. All right? I reject that. I don't believe that's true. Then there is consubstantiation. Consubstantiation is believed by Lutherans and I think some evangelicals, and the word con means with. So they don't believe that the bread and the wine are actually transformed into the literal body and blood of Christ, but the presence of Jesus, the spiritual blessing of Jesus, comes with the communion. Uh, I, I don't agree with that, but I don't have as much problem as with transubstantiation. The third theory is symbolic. In other words, the the blood or the wine, or the cup, or the juice is symbolic of the blood of Jesus, and the bread is symbolic of the body of Jesus. I personally believe that that is the biblical position, that those are symbols. It is a reminder. Every time I hold that bread in my hand when I take communion, I am reminded of the broken body of Jesus that was given on the cross for me. When I hold the cup, I am reminded of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I don't believe that is the blood. I believe it's a symbol to remind me, to teach me uh, about the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. So Mm -hmm. the difference between the symbolic interpretation and transubstantiation is huge. 
I mean, that's gigantic. The difference between symbolism and consubstantiation is significant, but it's not nearly as huge. And, and that's why it seems that Beth Moore has migrated over to a far more Catholic position than evangelical. Uh, and that's why before the break I said, hey, if that's what you believe, I don't agree with you, but I'm not going to yell and scream at you. But you do need to understand what she now believes. Because if you, and and by the way, this does not discredit what she has done in the past. If I were pastoring today, I probably wouldn't have a problem with using the Bible studies from the past. Again, my wife has been involved in some of them are absolutely wonderful. I would be very, very suspicious about anything new that comes from Beth Moore. And if I was pastoring today, as I did for 25 years, I don't think I would allow anything new to come from Beth Moore because I don't trust her theologically anymore. I just don't. And I could go into a long thing. I think she was hurt deeply. I think some people in the Southern Baptist Convention hurt her. And she's kind of acting out. Uh, But I don't know her heart. I'm not going to try to judge her heart. Hey, Paul, uh, I got to go. All right. I understand, Bob. All right. Good talk to you. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you as well. God bless you. Uh, These are theological issues that have been debated for centuries. And I don't pretend to be the uh, final authority. The Word of God is the final authority. And you're going to have to look into the Word of God and determine what you believe God is teaching on these issues. I just personally feel that Beth Moore is headed in the wrong direction, and I'm sad about that. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Whether you're listening in Ohio or Washington, D.C. or Pennsylvania or Maryland or Virginia or wherever you may be listening, my telephone number is 877 877- Bob Live, 877-262-5483. Uh, since we were talking a little bit of theology, which one of my absolute favorite topics is to talk about theology, uh, here's a story of a bishop in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the ELCA. And most of you know, because I imagine you're smarter than the average bear, that the ELCA has drifted way far to the left. Sadly, tragically, my goodness, the spiritual lineage of Lutherans, the legacy of the Lutheran Church for centuries. And by the way, 
there are still wonderful, solid, conservative, Bible-believing Lutherans out there, but the major Lutheran denominations, yeah, not so much. They have gone to the left. Well, uh, the... uh, the Diocese of, uh, b- 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 what is it? It's in California, uh, up in Northern California. The uh, Sierra Pacific Synod, not Diocese Synod, pardon me. The uh, Sierra Pacific Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church made news and made history back in September because they appointed the Reverend Dr. Rohrer, uh, Megan Rohr, as the first openly transgender person elected as a bishop in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. So Bishop Megan Rohr, transgender, uh, she used to be a, a he and now identifies as a she, and uh, she was appointed the first bishop, transgender, openly transgender person elected as bishop, made history back in September. Well, she, he, has made history again. Uh, first openly transgender person elected as bishop, and the first openly transgender person suspended from being a bishop. Yep, she's been thrown out. Kicked out, demoted, suspended. Why? Well, I wish, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not being coy here or trying to be funny. I'm being serious. I wish it was because there was a spiritual revival In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, or particularly the Senate, they began really reading their Bibles and taking it literally, and they repented of their sins and realized this individual does not meet the requirements of a pastor, a teacher, a leader, or a bishop, and they decided, uh, we we made a mistake but we are going to rectify our mistake, and we're going to suspend this individual. I wish that was the case. It is not. Then why was the Reverend Dr. Bishop Megan Rohr suspended from the office of bishop in the Pacific Senate of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? Because of accusations of, and I'm now quoting, racist words and actions toward the Latinx community. Really? Now, what did she, the 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 man who is identifying now as a woman, and I'm not and I'm not trying to be cruel, and again I'm not trying to be funny. But factual, this is a man, biologically, who is now identifying as a female, um, has been accused of using racist words and actions toward the Latinx 
community. And by the way, Latinx, L-A-T-I-N-X, is a woke phrase that people of Mexican-Hispanic descent do not like. Latinos do not like to be called Latinx. But the woke left has decided, well, this is for your good. We're not going to call you Latinos anymore. We're going to call you Latinx, Latinx. Quote, Extraordinary Lutheran Ministries, which is the uh, LGBTQ group that promoted this individual to be become bishop, has decided to suspend Bishop Megan Rohr's membership. Uh, the professional community for Lutheran ministers and candidates who publicly identify as queer. The group said the bishop, the bishop's membership is not only a response to recent harm done to the Latinx community in Stockton, uh, noting it came after Bishop Rohr rebuffed an invitation to repair relationships ruptured by the bishop's racist words and actions that have harmed members of the staff. Now, I've looked everywhere I can look. I can't find what he, she said. Can't find anything. But somebody in the Latinx community said they were offended and hurt, and so now the bishop has been suspended. Christian news organizations have reached out to the Chicago headquarters of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America for response. Uh, They have chosen not to respond. So this individual was not suspended because of theological issues, but because somebody's Feelings were hurt. Really? Well, evidently that is the case. Did I happen to mention that for the far liberal left, facts and truth are not nearly as important as feelings and emotions? Uh, I think you can ask the uh, first openly transgender person elected as bishop in the Evangelical Lutheran Church has been suspended because, well, feelings were hurt. And evidently that's much, much more important than theology and biblical truth. Yeah. It is a strange world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.